All right, everybody, welcome to the Backseat Huddle Podcast. As always, I'm your host. This is episode 45, I believe, and today I'm just talking about the NFC East and my predictions of the standings of that division, of this division, whatever, in this upcoming season. Stay tuned because I have a little bit of a hot take on one of the teams. The order itself is fairly self-explanatory, but the records that I have the teams at, I feel like are a little bit different than what most people do or have them at. So stick around for that. Enough jibber-jabber. Let's just go ahead and get into it. All right, so the NFC East, once again, this division, it just is what it is. I mean, you sitting at home listening to this in your car, wherever you may be, all five of you listening to this are probably going to think that the division is going to go the same way I do. Uh, So let's just go ahead and talk about it. So at number four, I have the Washington Commanders, who may change that name, at three and 14. This team definitely could do better than this, but... Honestly, I don't know much about the Commanders, so it's it's a really strong possibility that I'm wrong about their record, and really this entire thing is kind of me guessing at them, but they haven't been good as of late. And they have four strikes against them that I don't really like. First of which is they're the Commanders. That in and of itself is a problem. They have been pretty much a tire fire since they let Kirk Cousins go roughly 10 years ago. Second, their owner's awful. They are probably the worst owner in the NFL. Don't like that. Third, their quarterback is an unknown. And fourth, they have a defensive head coach, which that's something personally I don't like. There's four things in total I don't like about this team, but the defensive head coach thing is something that I care about that you listening probably don't. Uh, I want to be optimistic about the commanders and hope that Sam Howell, their second-year quarterback, is going to be better than we expect. However, He is allegedly struggling to beat out Jacoby Brissett for the starting job. So if Sam Howell isn't really better than Jacoby Brissett and he starts, or even if Jacoby Brissett starts, I don't imagine this team's going to be very good, plain and simple. However, where I could be wrong with this commander's team is they have interesting pieces in running back Robinson, Brian Robinson, I believe his name is, and Terry McLaurin, and their defense was the third overall ranked defense last season. So one would venture to say if they even have decent quarterback play, this team could be better than the 3-14 and 14 record that I have them at. But I don't see how this team really beats ending up in fourth place. I, I just don't see it out of this team, especially with their quarterback question mark. Number three, I have the Giants at five and 12. I know that's probably really different than what you're thinking. That's my hot take. The Giants at five and 12. I don't believe in this Giants team at all. I think they got lucky last season. And this team very much feels like the Tennessee Titans teams of the last few seasons where they're really not that good, but they have a good, great running back and really good coaching. And I don't believe that's sustainable. I don't believe in Daniel Jones, who threw less than one touchdown pass per game last season. I don't believe in him at all. At some point, 
less than one passing touchdown per game just isn't going to work anymore. You cannot hide bad quarterback play in the NFL. And at some point, they and he are going to get exposed for it. Something to take into account with this Giants team is they only beat three teams with a winning record last season over a 17-week season. That's not impressive. They also lost by 14 to the Seahawks, 13 to the Lions, and then 26 and 21, respectively, to the Eagles. The Giants did not beat a single team that scored more than 23 points against them last season. That's not, there's just, that's, there's nothing impressive about this Giants team. Why do we expect them to do well? Why do you expect them to do well? The Giants also have a brutal early season schedule. The Giants are going to start this season one and five. Their first six games are against the Cowboys, Cardinals, 49ers, Seahawks, Dolphins, and Bills. They are going to lose every single one of those games except the Cardinals. The Cowboys swept them last season. The 49ers have a significantly better roster. The Seahawks beat them by 14 last season. The Hawks have gotten better. The Dolphins should have a healthy Tua and an explosive offense. And the Bills roster is way better than the Giants. And the quarterback discrepancy in that game is the literal Grand Canyon. The Giants are going to start one and five. Which of those games besides the Cardinals do you think that they'll win? The Giants' schedule does ease up in the middle where they play against the Patriots, Saints, and then Eagles twice to close out the season. All of those defenses are going to eat the Giants alive. I have them losing all of those games as well. Do you trust, do you at home trust Daniel Jones against the Bill Belichick-led defense? A Saints defense that ranked fifth last season? Do you trust the Giants against an Eagles team who beat them by 20-plus points twice last season. This Giants team is the easiest team to point at and look at them as step-back candidates next season. I, I just, I don't, I, I don't see anything that I like or even love about this Giants team. Congratulations, you got Darren Waller, who has an injury history. But what else is there out of this team for me to like? There just isn't much. Second, I have the Dallas Cowboys at nine and eight. There's things that I like about the Cowboys, and there's things I don't like about the Cowboys. And that I have that reflective as such, and I had them going nine and eight. I like the Cowboys players. I don't like the Cowboys coach. And that's a big deal to me. My first major issue with the Dallas Cowboys is them losing offensive coordinator Kellen Moore. Personally, I thought extremely highly of him the past couple seasons. Last season, the Cowboys dealt with a past-his-prime Zeke that ownership felt had to be out there. They really only had one wide receiver weapon. They had a capable but not elite tight end and an offensive line that ranked near the bottom in pass-block win rate. And despite all of that, the Cowboys had one of the highest-scoring and highest-producing offenses in the NFL. Callan Moore is a good-to-great offensive coordinator. His name has been in the head coaching carousel for years. And now he's gone. And to replace Kellen Moore, the Cowboys expect Mike McCarthy to call plays. Let that sink in for a minute. Mike McCarthy is expected to call plays in Dallas, and he is missing time right now due to a back surgery. 
and he is once again calling plays. The very same Mike McCarthy who got eye-rolled by Aaron Rodgers for his play calling is once again calling the plays in Dallas. That's a concern. I don't trust Mike McCarthy in general. I believe that his time in Dallas has been propped up by an excellent offensive coordinator in Kellen Moore, who's gone, and an excellent defensive coach or defensive coordinator in Dan Quinn. When's the last time the Cowboys went into a game with Mike McCarthy as the head coach and you felt they've got a coaching advantage? Personally, for me, it's basically never. And now Dallas is expecting him to carry even more of the offensive coaching load by having him call plays. I don't trust it. I don't trust it. The second major concern for the Dallas Cowboys is that offensive line. Last season, the Cowboys had one of the worst pass blocking grades in the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus, where they were roughly 30th, which probably contributed to Dak's unusual amount of turnovers. And to add to that, unfortunately, their soon-to-be eventual Hall of Fame left tackle, Tyron Smith, isn't getting any younger, and you have to hope on his health any given season. Now, where I could be wrong about the Cowboys is that their offseason moves were really good. Adding Brandon Cooks and adding Stephon Gilmore were both really shrewd moves. And this team on paper is better now than it was last season. The Cowboys have games that are winnable against the Chargers, Patriots, Lions, and Dolphins. Those are all go either way games, but I have them losing most of those. I, for the most part, it's really kind of on coaching alone that I have them losing some of those games and a little bit of the rosters. I just, I just, I don't believe in this team. I, I wouldn't be shocked to be wrong about the Dallas Cowboys, but I, I don't think that I am. And they feel like they're going to take a step back this season. And at first in the NFC East, I have the Eagles at 12 and five. So I have this team losing two more games than they did last season, not because I think that they're really significantly worse or really much worse or different. I think it's just really hard to win 14 out of 17 games in back-to-back -back seasons. Like, that's a really, really tall task. And it just feels like them losing two more games is just kind of a normal ebb and flow. So please don't take this, once again, as me saying they're going to be much worse or really any different at all. The Eagles are very fortunate to start off with a really soft schedule to open the season where they play against the Patriots, Vikings, Buccaneers, Commanders, and Ram for their first five games, and they're going to start out 5-0. and Another main reason I don't have the Eagles winning as many games last season is they have quite a few go-either-way games in the middle of their schedule against the Bills, Chiefs, 49ers, and Dolphins. I can see them losing one, two of those games, a couple of them, but definitely not all of them. I mean, they're definitely better than the Dolphins, but the Dolphins are just so explosive offensively. I could see the Eagles dropping that game in a shootout. But those are just a couple go-either-way games. They'll win some, they'll lose some. You get the idea. The Eagles, they really don't feel like they require a lot of explanation of why they'll be successful this upcoming season. They bring back a lot of excellent players in that Super Bowl run. They plug some players in the draft. They got what some people thought was the best player in the draft in Jordan Davis. They're going to be the class of the NFC once again unless something unforeseen happens, of course. So that's it. Those are my predictions for the NFC East. Hopefully you guys liked them. If you didn't, you're welcome to be wrong. <laughs> that said, feel free to like and subscribe. Take care, everybody.